to the breeze. I no fast distance between us. I sail without you. Love you, I love you, I do. Hello, hello, hello. Just me right now. Welcome, welcome on the weird side, but live, love, let's live. Yep, just me. Enjoying myself, enjoying talking to myself. Okay, it warned me. I don't have a headset, so. I apologize if the uh, sound is off. Um, just kind of getting into this whole live streaming thing again. And, um, you know, it's going to take a bit to get back to where I need to get. So I'm just going to kind of just sit here for a little bit and... See what's up. Play a little bit of my favorite songs and <laughs> talk about Walk on the Weird Side, Bank of Souls. Let's see. Silence is deadly when you're doing a recording. So I'm going to try to keep it from being deadly and talk. Because eventually I'll probably post this as an episode. Although I already did an episode about Bank of Souls. But you know what? Let's talk. Let's talk. So I have always been into conspiracy theories. Into is kind of a strong way of talking about it. Like, it's just anything that's hidden. Like, I don't know. I think anything that's hidden has always interested me as a whole. I just, I don't, I think even as a child, like, I was just always a person who wanted to know the truth about things. I never really considered what people were saying to me as the truth. I don't know. Like, you ever think that you have a cosmic destiny and a reason why you were put on this planet? I've always felt that way. Like, I've always felt different. I've always felt out of place to some degree. I've always felt like, you know, I could see things that other people couldn't see or that I would be in tune, not in a psychic sort of way, but more so in a way where I could perceive things differently. You know, there's things that I couldn't understand about society, things that didn't make sense, even as a child, that still, you know, today, I, I just don't understand. But you learn to understand, you know, I mean, some people will kind of call it a level of masking, like you learn, you learn to see what everybody else sees, you almost dumb yourself down. So when I, I feel like my whole life has been on some level based off of a conspiracy theory. 
you know, just, I mean, I don't want to go into it now, one, because it's personal, and two, because I don't feel like talking about that aspect of my life right now, but I just always felt like the truth is out there, like Mulder. You know, when the X-Files came out, that was my show, right? The X-Files, I mean, it kind of fed into the obsession of, you know, this whole, like, conspiracy thing. So, anyway, so I've, you know, I've gone through different, I've gone through different mutations, so to speak, where conspiracies were up. So, okay, I'm getting a pour on my, um, excellent. Okay. Poor. Excellent. So like I'm looking at my dashboard and it's telling me when my volume and sound is good. Now it's excellent. So let's keep it that way. But, um, I always felt like, um, like sometimes like I always want to be like everybody else, but I'm not like everybody else. I'm just not, I just don't see the world the same way people do. And I know everybody kind of feels that way because then you start talking to people, you realize that everybody sort, sort of feels that way. But when I'm looking as an outside observer, I feel like, well, you may say you feel that way, but you're operating entirely different. So for myself anyway, I think I was probably, um, I was probably in elementary school when I first started kind of challenging and questioning authority. It started with religion. Um, I was kind of in a cult, you might say. Um, not anything freaky or weird, thank God. Thank God for that. You know, as I, st I started researching cults and cults dynamics and, you know, there were worse places I could have ended up. But for the most part, it was still a cult in of itself. I mean, it had very divergent views on religion and it had, you know, a required set of practices. But by the time I was out of high school, I was done with that. I left that situation, but I was still very much, uh, I was still very much confused of my place in the world. So I started like researching other things and oddly enough, I got into like liberal uh, libertarianism and conservatism. And that was because that really spoke to me at that time period, because it just felt like what was going on in the world, like there was so much going on in the world that just seemed wrong and libertarianism specifically, you know, this kind of hands off viewpoint of the world or of politics of government really sat with me. So without going through my own personal conspiracy thing, but that's when I first started, I started listening to like radio shows, like um, different radio shows uh, that, you know, late at night radio shows where all the weird stuff comes on and all oh, it really spoke to me, it really spoke to me. Now jump ahead, you know, 20 years later, 20, 30 years later. And, um, you know, my, my primary purpose of my show, Live Love Lux, is about manifestation. When I learned about 
manifestation. Hey, Rohit, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. I so appreciate you. But um, I started learning about manifestation and um, I started like really leaning away from conspiracy and I um, started to focus just on personal development and creating a better life for myself and my family. So when you're manifesting, you really don't have time to worry about conspiracies because it kind of is counterproductive, right? If you're, um, if you are focused on conspiracy, then you can't be focused on manifesting because manifesting is something that you need to, you need to do with this focus of bettering your life. But if you think that your life is a lie or is an illusion, then what's the point of manifesting a better reality? I don't feel that way anymore, but that's the way I felt before. So I kind of got away from following conspiracy theories and just started to see the wor world in a more uh, finite uh, way, a way that I could like control more of it. Conspiracy theories, you, you're not in control, right? You're basically ceding over your control to something else that you imagine is greater than you, right? So I love doing the podcast and I started to think of ways that I could continue to talk on the podcast. But the problem is, hey, hey Tiff, the problem is, is that there's only so much stuff that you can send, that you can say about manifestation. I've done probably like 30 or 40 shows on pretty much every which way that you can manifest. And I'm frankly, I'm bored with it. <laughs> so, so there's like, you know, how many shows can you do about manifestation? How many shows can you do about visualization? How many shows can you do about like, you know, how to get a X, Y, and Z at certain point it gets redundant. And I still wanted to do the podcast, but I didn't want to keep talking about the same things. Cause I figured if you needed to know, you could always go back and look at my old shows and there are a hundred other people who are talking about, you know, the, the basic building blocks of manifestation. So, you know, I don't want to do that. And plus, I, like I said, I was getting bored with it. And I was I was really struggling to find out, like, what can I talk about, you know, without it sounding like I was bored. And then, you know, the, the ADD, you know, I, short attention span for that type of stuff. But then recently I started looking into the conspiracy theory iceberg. And I really enjoyed that because it's pretty, it's a visual list of pretty much every conspiracy theory that you could possibly imagine. And it's rated from things that are more public, things that are not as public and things that, you know, will probably get you ejected out of society if you mentioned it in, in polite company, right? So I was like, this is something I could talk about. This is something, you know, that I could like come to the table with and put a different spin on 
And this is something that I could like get behind because it's something I've always been interested in, but I don't usually talk about it because, you know, you talk about some conspiracies and people look at you like you're crazy. And I don't, you know, I got enough of that. I don't need that. So, so I figured, okay, well, you know what? This is what I can turn the show into. I can make it a little bit more fun for me and talk about things. It gives me an excuse to research things. And it gives me excuse to kind of like even put like a personal develop development manifestation spin on it. So, so that's what that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the Bank of Souls. Let me give an overview of the conspiracy theory iceberg. Like I said, it is something that started on 4chan, then moved to Reddit, then it's been featured in like youtube and instagram and tiktok and basically it is a it's an iceberg and you there's icebergs on all kinds of things like you can you can look up icebergs about pretty much any topic that people have a serious interest in and um like in in my episode that i just posted that's you know there's there's icebergs on kanye west there's icebergs on r kelly and basically somebody takes a deep dive into everything about um Kanye, R. Kelly, whatever, but this is about conspiracy theories. And then they rate them by, like I said, what's more public, which is like the JFK assassination. That's more something, more something that you can talk about with people at work, people in your family, and people aren't going to look at you sideways because most people don't believe the story on the JFK assassination. There's been movies, popular movies, books, series put out about it pretty much I don't think anybody in America believes what was put out about JFK. So that's at the top. That's a visible public conspiracy theory that we all say is, is probably true. Right? So then you got the mid tier of the iceberg, which is things that are a little bit more sinister. You, but they're not so sinister. It's, It's the things that make you go, Hmm. Right. It's like, Oh, that the CIA runs Hollywood or the CIA runs the news, right? This is something that people might suspect that our news is not particularly actually true, but nobody's really going to get behind it and like fight you over it. It's like, yeah, it could, it's possible, but it's also possible that it, you know, that you're crazy. Or it might be something like, for example, how our social media is listening to us on our cell phones. You know, you'll be talking about, you won't have your phone on. You'll be talking about something with a friend. And then you, you go on to Facebook. Next thing you know, you got to add for whatever you're talking about. And it's like, this is not even something that I regularly talk about. It just happened to me the other day. Right? So we all joke about how they're listening to us, but people don't really want to believe that, you know, even though it's true. They are listening to us, but it's not the type of thing that people really get behind, okay? Um, historical events, like, for example, maybe um, maybe certain wars or certain things didn't happen the way people think they happened or the way that it was sold to us as happening. You know, maybe certain historical events. I think some of the things I've read in the past is like the Revolutionary War, like the Boston Tea Party, like the reasons behind certain historical events aren't the actual reasons why they occurred. These are certain things. This kind of attacks our identity 
as like a nation. So some people get behind it, depends on what how patriotic you are. Some people get behind it, some people don't. So it's, it all depends, like maybe, or that they're poisoning our food and stuff like that. Some people get behind it, some people don't. So that's the mid-range of the iceberg. But then we have what I'm going to talk about, which is the last tiers. Now, the, now, when I say tiers, there's actually, I think, like 10 tiers, but it's split into like three categories, right? So the last few tiers, the widest part of the iceberg is the, the lesser known conspiracy theories, the ones people really aren't talking about, the ones that if people do talk about them, then you're really going to get the looks. People are really going to be like, oh, she's really out there with that one. So I picked a safe one for my first one, the Bank of Souls, because I thought, you know, on the surface, I felt like it's not, to me, it doesn't seem like a conspiracy theory. It seems like a different way of thinking about your soul, right? It doesn't really come off as something that is a conspiracy. But as I started to do a little bit more research, I didn't do a lot of research on this, but just as I started to do a little bit more, I can see where the conspiracy part of it comes in. And I can also see where people might, you know, be a little uncomfortable with it. So jumping into the Bank of Souls. Okay, so there's two. When I did my research, I started off with TikTok. And what I, I think I looked at about 10 or 15 content creators. And what I found was kind of interesting is that most of the people were regurgitating the same information. I click on one. It, you know, they said the same thing as somebody else, as somebody else. Sometimes somebody went a little deeper into it. Not much, but I found that most people were saying the same thing. And then I started to think the conspiracy surrounding the conspiracy iceberg is that what if, you know, this iceberg is just like, you know, the powers that be. This is their way of like presenting this fringe information in kind of like a palatable format so that we can accept it, but we feel like we're getting to know something that's kind of a secret, but it's really not a secret. They're really just putting it out there for us, and but we feel like it's a secret. Because when I start to see a bunch of people all saying the same thing, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of creepy to me. Because, uh, there's a clip that's going around social media where it has a whole bunch of newscasters and they're all, it starts off with one newscaster and they start saying, you know, the news is blah, 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 blah. And then another one and another one. And then it, it breaks into like 50 different screens and all these newscasters are all saying the same thing at the same time. And it's creepy because it's like, and I learned about this a couple of years ago and most you may know this too, is that uh, news agencies, they get like press releases and stuff, not just like up from businesses and, and, and like local organizations, but they also get like press releases from the government. And sometimes they even get like video clips of like, for example, if a, if a company like a pharmaceutical company releases a new drug and like they'll show a clip of like the pills being separated in the bottles and stuff like that. They didn't actually create that. That actually came straight from the pharmaceutical company. And it's almost like an ad, but it's not, it's not shown as an ad. It's shown as news. So 
that's what they were saying with this clip with all these different newscasters saying the same thing is that we're all, I mean, there's really no escape. It's all kind of already, the, the script is already written, right? And that's kind of how I felt when I first looked at this Bank of Souls thing is everything I saw, everybody was saying the same thing. So what I found with the Bank of Souls is that there's two ways to look at it. So the first way is that it's a very, I say, very serene way to look at it, which is before we're incarnated, you know, uh, our souls are in this other dimension, this other realm, and we're in this tree of life and we're just we're just sitting there, lovely, a whole bunch of us. We have no no thoughts, we haven't been polluted by anything. And the, the angel Gabriel picks our soul out of the bunch, tenderly takes it and puts it inside our mother's womb. And then Layla, this other angel, she tends to us while we're in the womb, while our soul is inside, you know, developing inside the fetus. And then we come out into the, the world, right? And then we got to deal with all this crap that we got to deal with, right? Which is, it's just, I think it's a really nice way to look at it. And I feel like we don't really, like a lot of religions deal with what happens when you die, right? So it's like when yeah, you live your life and then you die and then you either go to heaven, you go to hell, you know what I mean? Something happens to you. But what happens? How do we get here? You know, and that's that's what is kind of interesting to me. There's not that many religions that actually deal with where our soul actually comes from before it gets inside of our body. Right. So it's the bank of souls. So like that movie that Disney put out a couple of years ago called Soul. It's very, very similar to this concept where, you know, if you saw it, this guy. Uh, he dies. <laughs> Unfortunately, he dies right before he's about to really realize his dream. And then his soul goes to this place. And this is there's baby souls and then there's souls coming and going. And it to me, that seems like the visual representation of what the bank of souls would be like. You know, there's a whole plot to it that has really nothing to do with it just to make it interesting. But if you see that movie, uh, it's probably on Disney Plus it's called Soul. And that's what I imagine the bank of souls is like, right? So I'm like, why is this a conspiracy? Why is this a bottom level conspiracy at that? Like with all the other weird stuff, right? So, so cause it seems like a really nice way to look at things. So then I saw that some people, some content creators consider the bank of souls, the more sinister bank of souls is that when a person wants fame and fortune, the bank of souls is like a treasury, like a real bank where the devil, once he gets your contract, he puts he puts that soul in that bank, right? And that's where it goes. And who who knows what he does with it, right? Because nobody nobody ever talks about that. Everybody talks about who sold their soul for fame and fortune, Beyonce and Jay Z. But like, um, you know, where's their soul go? Once it's sold, nobody talks about that, right? But it apparently goes to the bank of souls. <laughs> that's what some people believe and I was like I when I was researching that I was wondering I'm like did they just get confused they just wanted to put their own spin on it but there's some history to this whole idea of selling your soul for fame and fortune and it starts off with the story about Faust and uh, Mephistopheles say that three times fast right and you know Faust wanted 
a better life. So he, he sold his soul and every, I can't remember. It's a, something I read in high school. I don't remember, <laughs> but not good stuff did not happen to him. Right. But, but we all know this story, the, the story of the blues, uh, legendary blues, uh, guitarist, Robert Johnson, he met the devil at the crossroads. And before people said he was a crappy guitar player, Nobody wanted to listen to him. He wasn't famous, he, you know, and then he goes and meets the devil at the crossroads and sells his soul. And all of a sudden he comes back with this skill and ability. And, you know, um, when the people that described his skill and ability said it was otherworldly, it was talented. It was it was so different. Right. And so and he actually said he sold his soul to the devil. So for that ability to play the guitar, right? So some people admit to it. Um, in a recent interview, Bob Dylan, I actually don't know how recent it is. These clips go around. You don't even know when they were made, but there's an interview. And in my podcast, I said the wrong name, but I think it is uh, Ed Bradley who interviewed him, Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan says that he made a deal with the devil. Now that's a contemporary, right? So there is some sort of idea here that exists that, I mean, obviously, I don't know about. <laughs> I've not been presented with any deals, you know. But one thing I thought was kind of interesting about all of this, um, and this kind of brings it back to like manifesting and personal development, is that forget our souls, right? Many times, we are selling ourselves short and it's not even for fame and fortune. We're selling ourselves short for attention from people. We're selling ourselves short for all kinds of crumbs, right? And I'm like, even if you were to value your soul, what would, what, what, what would it cost, right? Because like I said, we're selling our mortal lives for cheap. So <laughs> if, if it's a soul... Are, which I feel like is the immortal part of us, right? Then how much is that worth? And I feel like I feel like if the devil's going around anywhere, he's getting it for cheap. He's getting it for cheap because we're selling our, our regular lives for cheap. So, you know, he's getting it for cheap. I mean, what's fame and fortune? I mean, when you really think, yeah, it sounds nice, but I think a lot of us don't even know who we are or what we have to offer anyway we don't really know how powerful we are. We really don't know, you know, we really have no concept of our light that we really give off the value that we really have. So it's like I, the ideal of this kind of metaphysical idea, this conspiracy theory of a bank of souls, you know, it, I'm curious of the logistics of it. So like you've seen on the, the movies and stuff where they talk about people signing their name away in blood on, a, on like a contract or something. And it's like the worst part of it, the worst in my research. And this is stuff that, I, you know, like I said, I follow conspiracy theories. So this isn't new to me. But in trying to present this, I wanted to present it in a different way. But like, you know, there's this ideal of sacrifice, right, where some people have said that some of our favorite stars have sacrificed their loved ones in order to get fame and fortune. So it's not that they're actually 
selling their, I mean, I guess if you sacrifice your love when you kind of sell your soul, like, but like they're actually orchestrating somebody's murder so that they can get fame and fortune. And you, all you got to do is go on YouTube to look up how many people have been accused of sacrificing their loved ones for fame and fortune. Uh, pretty much anybody that's a star. <laughs> uh, and if they had somebody that died around the time that they became big, they're accused of sacrificing that person for fame and fortune. But does it, like, I would, again, be curious to know the logistics of this whole process of how the energy is transferred from somebody's sacrifice to then you being put on, right? Let's see, we just said, Boogie Nights wants to call in. You want to call in? Okay, let's. Um, okay, so I'm rusty on this. So boogie nights. Let's see. What do you, what do we got to do for that? Let me see. Let's see. Sorry, <laughs> I'm rusty. I don't even know how you could call in. Let me see. Okay. Okay, so okay, I'm inviting you, Tippy T. Say, hello. Okay. See, oh, I can hear you. Okay, I think that's how it works. Well, Boogie Nights, try try calling it. Let's see. I'm gonna invite you. There we go. Okay. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Not doing. Uh, I'm doing okay, man. Okay, so what do you think about this Bank of Souls? What's your What's your opinion on it? Bank of Souls. I actually just strolled through, and uh, give me a little bit of oh, idea. Okay, so it's this idea that at some point, either when we die or before we get here, that our souls are in some sort of like other dimension where we're just kind of waiting. Either for no. placement Got or you. For, Got you. Yeah, yeah. So, so and it's kids. Are you familiar with the conspiracy theory iceberg? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So it's it's one of the like lower tiers, and I was curious as to why it's considered like such a controversial idea, right? Um, as I started like researching it and looking into it. And so that's kind of just what I'm talking about is like, what makes this so controversial that it'd be like on the zero tier of the conspiracy iceberg? And, you know, how does it work? You know, because I think like conventional religion, you know, we always deal with once we live and then we die, right? Right, right. And then we either go to heaven or hell. But what happened? How did we even get here? Like, how did our souls get into our bodies to begin with? So well, that's kind of what goes, I'm examining. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, I'm sorry, say of, that again? It's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Right, exactly, right? And so, and then there's ideas that there's a finite number of souls. If you believe in like reincarnation, then it's possible that well, you could have done Jehovah's this. Jehovah's Witness. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, see, I'm, I'm not really religious. It, I mean, no. you know, I, I grew up as a Christian, but now I'm I'm not so much. So I don't really, I, I kind of look at it with an open mind. So. As do I. I, uh, I believe there are ghosts. I've encountered ghosts and things like okay. that. And I believe in a different plane 
of existence. There's, you know, we talked about first, second, third dimension. And there's another plane where you just, after you pass away, I don't know this because I've never passed away. Mm-hmm. That you but remember. No, that no, you're exactly right because right. oh man, I've taken so many psychedelics in the past and things like that. Okay. That can make me believe otherwise. But so I believe I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you, so do you think do you why do you think it's considered controversial? You think that people just don't know how to deal with it? Or no, people- it's, yeah, it's death. It's everybody has to deal with death and things like that, and believe in some kind of higher anarchy or hierarchy or whatever you want to call it. And I, I don't believe. Death is the end. Okay. I think it's the beginning. And, and as far as reincarnation goes, I don't know if I believe in that either. I don't see myself becoming a Robin after death. It's, I see my soul in the spirit. I think maybe we're here. And then I could also have the thought of my father, which is my actual dad Mm -hmm. where he instills the fact that nothing happens after you die you're just done but there's too much out there to instate there's something after death I mean the body weighs what it weighs I mean I don't I weigh 236 pounds Mm -hmm. and excuse me it has been proven that after you pass away, your body weighs 21 grams less. Really? Yeah. Check out. I didn't know that. Yep. And a lot of people say that's the soul. Okay. Now, that being said, I've encountered ghosts. There's just so much to the unknown. I apologize for calling in. I can. Well, I'm curious with your with your ghost encounters. What was that like? Not bad. Not good. Not good. Okay. Scary. Not bad. Not good. Uh, Just talking. Okay. I'm a habitual sleepwalker. Used to be, and uh, strange world, yeah, the other world that we live in. And I believe in tarot cards and readings and things like that, but then I fight myself with it. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's not me because he got the other suit. It's a whole different world outside of this world. And there's too much evidence to prove not. I agree with you. I agree. I've always been curious about other things. Just um, I've never encountered 
ghosts per se. I have, I think I've encountered like angelic beings where like people would show up and like they'd have a word for me. And then, you know, or I would have people in my life that I would see on a regular basis at different times. But, you know, they did they didn't seem to have a place in in reality i don't know how to describe it but like I, there was like a man i would always see and he'd always talk to me but i wouldn't you know he just didn't seem to live live you know it, it was like he would come he'd have a word for me he'd leave and then i'd see him at different times in my life um doctor sleep yeah yeah something some, very similar yeah yeah. So who, who knows where he was? He was transporting, right? But um, it's. I think there's a lot of things that go on, and I think like the conspiracy theory iceberg. You know, I think that is just the tip of the iceberg. I. That's what I was saying earlier. Is I wonder if that is just a palatable way for us, you know, to present this information for us to kind of like chew on, um, maybe to get get humanity or get people to to see things in a different way you know what i mean because i see it everywhere which always makes me suspicious because i feel like if anything was really a secret we wouldn't know about it <laughs> so yeah true you know I mean? I mean, yeah 100 <laughs> yeah i like the way you put that if it was really supposed to be a secret nobody would know about it exactly so if we can easily find it on the internet then it's you know it's there for a reason. So the internet is a very dangerous thing. We're on it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's listening. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But the lucid mind and knowing where have you ever had the lucid dreams? And do you ever dream? I have. Dreams? I have yeah. had lucid dreams. And I've had Please. I've had um I don't know if you saw the trend that was going around recently where people were saying, like, when you wake up in your dream, you should or you should ask Look like for a clock. Yeah, Look like a clock or what what time, yeah. what year is this? And like basically everybody in your dream turns on you. I have yet to be able to do that. Oh <laughs> there is no clock in your dream, sweetheart. Right. Well, that's it. That's what the people are saying is that they asked and that everybody turned on them and were like, Don't ask that question. Like you shouldn't ask. That. I said I got to try that. No, I, you I don't ask. You just, you'll look. <laughs> Good luck, right? Yeah. No, you look. You oh, look you look. You okay. look for a, a watch. You look for, for something familiar around you. I might sound like a psychopath, but you and I, we're talking about the same damn thing. Right. So. Yeah. Or maybe we took too much mushrooms. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't tried any mushrooms, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't sign. I can't sign up for that. I, some some of the psychedelics, I'm afraid. You know what I mean? Like, I, have you read any like the early like LSD experiments? Oh yeah. I'd be like, that's my luck, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I get locked in a room with a psychopath. Right. He eats my face. Exactly right. Yeah. See, I'm like, I don't want to tempt fate too much on that one. Um, but I feel like if you can have some of these experiences while you're like fully awake, 
you know, that's that's pretty good, you know. So, I mean, I've had some, you know, experiences where, like, I've smoked weed and I've seen green men and stuff like that. But that's, really? that's it. That's my limit right there. Green men? Yes. Yep. You've seen I've, aliens? Yeah. I, I don't know what this thing was, but he was walking through my room and I saw him and he looked at me almost as if like, oh, she oh. can see me. Oh, okay. Like, he like he normally you... he normally walks through my room, and but this time I saw him. You know, hmm. but that was that was quite that's some a, time ago. That's a uh, shadow person. A shadow person. Tell me about that. Shadow people. They're uh, very. They're not dangerous, but they can mess with you. Okay. If you don't tell them to go away, I would suggest using sage, sage your house. Okay. Well, this was this was a, a different place a long time ago that this happened. Could have been a. Uh, was it an apartment or a house? It was an, a, it was an apartment. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was an individual that may have passed away or had some ill things done was it forceful things like that no he was just chill he didn't chilling look, in the background he was chilling walking through the room and okay. and yeah and he didn't he wasn't i would not describe him as human like he was humanoid but not like he, he, he wasn't was an alien he was yeah green. i mean I, he was green. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's wild could be his aura could it's be aura could be your aura. And he was short, Projecting. Too. I okay. think he was at least four feet tall. That's wild. Yeah. So, and, uh, and I was high at the time, so I just laughed. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it could have been just this uh, residual spirit walking through. Right. Your aura took off onto him and just walked through. It was like... Not worth my time to bother this individual. Right. Could be. Yeah, but he, he stopped and paused and he looked at me, acknowledged me, and then he kept walking, and then he disappeared out of the room. So but um yeah. That was that was that was kind of crazy. And I remembered, I retained that information that memory, you know. No, so. that is so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> no, you're thank welcome. you for having me like in. <laughs> Oh no, I, I I'm glad that you came in. I, I like to hear other people's perspective on this because um, you know, I have my own way of thinking about it, but it's it's interesting to hear other people's perspective. So well, um so well, I was talking about sacrifice, right? The I do no, so, no go ahead, what were you gonna say? Well, kind did, of sacrifice? so you have you heard ever heard of the, this concept that certain celebrities have sacrificed their loved ones in order to get fame and fortune? Well, yeah, I've okay. heard that making a deal with a devil, making the deal, so. yeah. And so, one theory is the bank of souls is, a, is actually like the treasury of where these souls go that are either sacrificed or the people who, who sign on the dotted line for fame and fortune, right? Yeah. I mean, it's called the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. So. See, but I'm wondering, 
logistically, right? Now, I know there's like a spiritual side to things, but like, how does that really happen? You know what I mean? That's those crazy Hollywood parties. <laughs> That's those crazy <laughs> JFK going on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about the Rat Pack and how they're all not still alive. Oh, gosh. Are they still alive? No. <laughs> well, what about the idea of like, uh, do you are familiar with that guy, Orlando Brown? Mm-hmm. He used to be on That's So Raven. And he yep. went. In one of his interviews, he was saying that people are other people, so they could still be alive. We just might see them as like, uh, you know, somebody else. I get that. I'm with yeah. you. So they might be living in somebody else's body, like they transfer. I guess it's like that whole um, what is it, the, the Get Out movie? You know, mm-hmm. transfer of consciousness from one person's body to another. But see, even that, like the logistics. That's AI. We're at that point. Right. In the world. Right. So AI I'm sorry is sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. It's fine. AI, I like AI though. I, I'm I'm tickled with it. Yeah, so. finally I have a girlfriend. <laughs> well, I am single, so <laughs> Oh, hey, watch out. There you go. Siri, why am I still single? <laughs> and it flips the first. Did, did she tell yeah. you why you're still single? Yeah, she did. She flipped my face fronting camera. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's your face. So, yeah. Well, I, have you ever tried that replica app where you basically no. have a friend on your phone? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 that's, no. That's, that's good times. They're trying to take over the world. If you ask them the right questions. <laughs> So, okay, Tiffy, what do you think? What do you think of this Bank of Souls? Okay, so apparently you and I must both be on the same logarithm on TikTok. Oh, goodness. They're a conspiracy talk, too. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a combination of different things that my logarithm on TikTok shows me. And okay. I have, I've actually seen everything that you've talked about. Okay. About the celebrities. Yeah. And their sacrifice to be famous. Yeah. Like, if you think about think about a celebrity that was like, I would say, D-list okay. or whatever, and then you hear someone close to them passes away, and then next thing you know, they're a big superstar. Right. Like, I can think of like three or four in my head at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I can think, I'm thinking of like, yeah, a couple, yep. Yeah, like I'm thinking of them like, you know, like per, not just like celebrities, like actors. I'm talking like musicians, mm-hmm. rappers, things like that. Um, and then, so I I do have a belief that there's something with that. It's just, yeah. if there's something with it. Um, I haven't been approached, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> I know, that's um, what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, they haven't they haven't knocked on my door yet. So. They haven't knocked on my door, so I'm good. Um, so and they don't have to. I'm good. Um, you know, just uh, just like you, you know, we grew up Christian, right? You know, Pentecostal yeah. to be exact. Right. Pentecostal. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> what is the that difference? Means, that's when, that means you go to church and get a show. Yeah. 
Oh, is is it when they all dance around and I'm oh, not yeah. trying to be rude. No, no, you're dancing the spirit. That's yeah. right. And you speak in tongues. Yep. And you yep. sit in church for four to five hours. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but I like my own personal belief, I believe I believe that things that I've been taught have a truth to them. But I okay. also believe in spirit. Yeah. I believe in spirit. I believe spirit directs me as well as I believe spirit can speak to other people, speak through them yep. in the same way, like as in like speaking in tongues, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I know I have some clairvoyantness. Okay. I don't tap into it, but I know I have it. Yeah. Um, as I've gotten older, I've just left it alone and said, okay, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But I listen to what it's trying to tell me. All right. I think there's a reason we are all talking right now. You're talking about clairvoyance. Yes. And things that happen. You don't know exactly how it happens, but it happens. Or when. Or, or when. Um, but Do you believe when it in happens, it tell my spirit will say, oh, remember you had that vision? Yes. Yeah. Are, are we talking about a, oh man, Whew. what a nightmare today. So anyway, go ahead. So like, and it'd be, and it's not even like, like catastrophic things. It'll be something odd. Like, like for instance, this probably sounds odd, but like many years ago, I had a dream that I personally married one of the princes of England. Okay. 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 Now, when I was like in my twenties and it was like a whole uproar. Now, I don't know how I was marrying this man, <laughs> but I knew in the dream, it was not about me. Right. And I knew it had to be about a black woman. Because okay. I was, it was me that was in it, but it wasn't me. Like, I didn't feel like it was me having the experience. It was just, I was in the vision because at that time, I think that's the way it showed to me. Okay. So when I saw Prince Harry and Megan, hmm. it hit me. That's your dream. And I had that dream a long time ago. Had kind of like I, a little I mermaid. Go to bed thinking about these people. Trust me. Yeah, you find a prince. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I sure ain't find no prince. But <laughs> yeah, me either. I mean, princess. <laughs> although my, although it's funny, one of our, um, one of our DVRs in the house is called the Princess Suite, which is, is my all. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's my <laughs> the princess suite. Nice. Oh, yeah. You know what? I can identify with that. Like I've had, I've had dreams. Now I've had dreams where I've been in different li lives that seemed very real. Like where I've had like marriages, children, uh, all kinds of different scenarios, and it felt very real. It felt like I was in another dimension. 
Now I've never had anything. I, I used, when I was younger, I used to have clairvoyant dreams. Like I would dream about going to Hershey park. And then like a couple months later, we'd go to Hershey park. So, like, you know, it was very self-serving. <laughs> right. Right. But that's when you're actually more open as a child. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense. Cause, and I'm not saying that now I'm not open. Mm -hmm. I think I am just very busy in life. Right. Right. You know, I, you know, at, at 12, I didn't have any bills. Yeah. So right. my mind You were worried on about <laughs> yeah. the color you would use, you know, out of the crayon box, six to four colors. Which one am I going to use next? Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah, your exactly. biggest concern, right? Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, was I going to make it at home in time to see Beverly Hills 90210? Like, <laughs> exactly. Luke Perry, he's passed away. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and well, and see, that's another thing. I, okay. It's not, uh, before I say it, it's not like the movie. Okay. But I what? do see people. You do see but people? I say not, but not to the point where I'm like sitting on my couch <clears throat> and to me. I see okay. them in dreams and they talk to me. You see people in person and they talk to you. In dreams. Okay. In dreams. So, oh. There, there yeah. have been times where I've had a dream and someone who I don't know is just talking to me and they, in a way, give me a message and it's not for me. Right. But I end up seeing or talking to whoever it's for. I don't tell them, hey, I talked to your mom last night. Right. <laughs> I just kind of reiterate what they said or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I always will get something like, Sounds like something my mom would say. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because she did. But um not, not too often, but like the most recent one was probably a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. My actually my great aunt, she passed away. And she free loss. Thank you. Um she at the time of her death was was dealing with dementia. Okay. And yeah. she died yeah, it during started with me. Yeah. And she came to me in a dream after she died. Okay. And like literally I was in her apartment, her old apartment, because she was already in a home. But I was sitting at her kitchen table and she just started to talk to me and tell me, you know, like what she was going through. Like she was telling me about how COVID really was an issue for her, not because she got it, but because of what the restrictions did. It made it so she couldn't be social anymore. And that's all she had. Hmm. So for her, even though she was dealing with dementia, she had bouts where she knew where she was. Okay. And she was struggling to, um, that's the word I want, the word that she used was to keep it together. Okay. Meaning sometimes she would know, like she would have a clear mind, but like, oh, where I'm she's at. Home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm here at this home again. It's not where I want to be, but I know that's where I have to be. So she was trying to make the best out of it. And then when the restrictions came and they couldn't be social anymore, and she was basically stuck in her room, she was stuck in her room by herself. So she didn't like want to. Like a mental patient. Yeah, yeah, she didn't want to live anymore. Right. She yeah. in her eighties. 
you, you know, she couldn't I'm see her so family. Sorry. And she was you just like, feel no, so hard. you know, and after she said that to me, I was fine. And she had messages for her sons. Okay. Um, and I've spoken to one and I, I've had to say, look, your mom talked to me and this is what she said. She under, She doesn't want you to be upset. You did what you were supposed to do because they were struggling with the fact that they put their mom in a home. But she left yeah. them no choice. Yeah. Because of the level of dementia that she had, being that she was very independent, she, they, they felt very um, guilty for doing right. that. But it's where she had to go. Yeah. And she knew it. She just didn't want to accept it. Right. You know, and she told me that. And so apparently that was something he was wrestling with. And he heard that and that made him feel better. But I'm so very yeah. sorry. It's... You know, I, that, yeah, don't get me started on COVID and how I feel about some of that stuff. Cause I, oh, right. I, oh. We can feel, all we can talk about that all day long. Isn't that yeah, the truth? I feel it was a population control issue, but we ain't gonna go no, there today. I, no, I, hey, I feel that's, the that's same. That's the conspiracy iceberg too. Oh yeah, I, 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 I hope population if control. If I say sweetheart to any one of you guys, uh -huh. I hope it's not offensive. No, but, no, it's not. No, we're 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 not we're we're, we're Generation X. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. So. Oh, okay. Yes. That, that type of stuff doesn't offend us. Exactly. <laughs> right. But um it's nice no, to hear other people laugh. I think that that's like really beautiful though that she sent you that message, you know? I mean, and I, and that's what makes me feel like just like you were saying, Boogie Nice, is that our we, when we die, we don't it doesn't end here. Like she felt so compelled to come back and share something about her experience that y'all wouldn't have known otherwise, you know? Yeah. Sitting and, in, sitting in oh, this God. chair that I'm sitting in right now. I've been sitting in this chair for uh, three years, four years, something like that. Ever mm -hmm. since my grandmother has touched me on the show. I know for a fact I've come home. I've, I don't want to say smelt her, mm -hmm. but it's just, I know she's there and she's touched me and that's a you just know it. You, you just know it. it. Well, yeah. my I best friend who he's tattooed on my chest and mm -hmm. even then he, when I'm thinking about shit, I feel like a touch on my shoulder. It's, I don't want to say it's heavenly. I don't, it's maybe it's a slowdown. Maybe it's a, whatever the case may be, just I'm there. I'm yeah. behind you. Yeah. I can see you. You're fucking up or whatever. It's slow your roll, Jelly, you know? Especially with this, you said you smelled her. I've, yeah. I would go with, I would go with that because 
you can smell. You yeah. know what their scent smells like. Yeah. Like many years ago, probably like, oh gosh, probably like 20 years ago, I rented a house and I did not know this at the time when I rented the house that um, the woman that lived there before me died in the house. Oh, wow. And apparently she was like a chain smoker. And even though the house was remodeled and whatever, and I, you know, sprayed or whatever, I Still could not. cigarettes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There was, and the thing is, it would just be a whiff. Yeah. And then go away. And I've always felt that that was like her soul, just like this my house. I don't know what you're doing here. Um, <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I'm gonna just come light up when I feel like it. Exactly. If I'm stuck here, you stuck here with me. Yeah, and like, because I her my landlord was actually her son, because it was his mom's house, and he okay. was renting it out. Um, and I asked him. I was like, um did your mom die here? And he was like, yeah. 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 She was found. We, they found her here. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, oh, are you going to move out now? And I was like, no. I was like, it just makes sense. You know, as long as, you know, my child isn't hurt and I'm okay, I'm cool. <laughs> you know, because as long as they, I didn't get any, angry vibes or nothing it was just more of like hmm let's see what y'all doing today residual spirit yeah Yeah. so now have you ever heard of the concept that when when we die that a part of our essence is left here even though maybe we can take our journeys elsewhere but there's still like an essence of us that's still left here that our you know our children and our family can tap into have you ever heard of that concept? I hope so. I've, I've yeah, heard, heard of that concept. But. Yeah, and it makes sense to me um, because, like, okay, as you know, Nikki, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt on my mom's side passed away during COVID. Right. So, about I want to say almost a year or so after that, my grandmom died. Right. And remember, she, I mean, she was at that age where it's, it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, we knew that that was going to happen. My aunt was the one that, that turned us for a loop. So mm-hmm. I was at my mom's house and I went to go do like an exercise, like exercises. It was like the day after my grandmom died. Literally, I heard my aunt say, oh, she does this every morning. <laughs> And my grandmom, I could hear her go, oh. And I'm like, I know I'm in this room by myself. Are you right. watching me work out in the morning? <laughs> and, um, and I literally said it just like that. And and I heard like, oops. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll get my workout on. Y'all going to see what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> but so I, I believe there's a part, there's, there's something that we not are not going to understand until it comes our time. Right. Yeah. Well, I have threatened my children. I told them that when I die, I will find a way to haunt them for a little bit. (laughs) You sound like my mom. (laughs) Just because, you know, 
I, 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 that's my promise to them. <laughs> do you uh, do you guys believe that in dreams during REM cycle REM and things like that that you can be part of the other side? I do. And I, I see have your <laughs> have your friends whom have passed away give you messages and things like that just man i don't know if there's a heaven and hell or uh i mean hell i think we're all living in hell right now right (laughs) that's my personal opinion is no i i sometimes wonder that myself when I look at like the depravity in the world and I, and I'm like, this has to be hell because there's no way that some of these things that occur are occurring under some sort of like positive light. You know, it's just, there's just so many things. Like, I mean, one of my other things that I've been looking at is like this, you know, uh, abuse and human trafficking and stuff. And I'm like, I am floored about what, some people have gone through or continue to go through. And it's like the people just treat people like, um, you know, like possessions and just discard, you know, the whole thing, like the Epstein Island, all that stuff. Like Uh it's, yeah. And I'm just saying this has to be held where this could be allowed to, to continue and go on and flourish. I mean, I'm starting to think that, the majority of our society of like, you know, elites and rich people, I think, I really think like, you know, we're their kind of like cannon fodder in some way. And yeah, I like that term. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of scary. And I'm like, this cannot possibly be any type of thing other than, than hell sometimes. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I think about especially you know this. All there's a problem in DC mm-hmm. that that is not being reported. Like as yeah. you talked about before about these, um, how regardless of where you live, you get the same report mm-hmm. on the news because there's only literally three companies that right. do local news. Right. <laughs> um, but there there is a problem in DC. Kids are just disappearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just I've had disappearing. I apologize for interrupting. Yeah. I've had in my area, I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And over <laughs> the past week, three different Amber Alerts have gone off. Mm-hmm. Not found. Mm. I don't like, like it. Not, I'm a... That... I like, used to be a very bad person. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. And it, there are things that tell you to be a soldier. Mm-hmm. Right? And I used to do bad things for bad people and Beat the crap. <laughs> Never mind. It's, yeah. it's 
I mean, so. everybody's got a history. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying like, I'm not, we're not going to judge you. You know, <laughs> like no. every, everybody's to, done something. May, you know? may I swear? Go, go right ahead. I used to beat the shit out of people for money. Mm-hmm. Because that was my job. And now I'm a fucking farmer. Woohoo. That's it. That's, I'm boogie nights, man. That's right. Trying to move forward. It takes a lot. I mean, to change your to change your whole life, you know, to it becomes a habit. So, I mean, it takes courage, even to admit that you did anything wrong. So, oh, I've done lots of wrong. I was on America's Most Wanted at one point. Though. Are you really? Yeah. Were you on the show or just on the list? Uh, the show. Oh, you were actually profiled on the show. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so I'm curious. What this was. It's been 20 years. What was the turning point for you? Like, what was, what made you, I mean, was it something that, like, was physical that you, you had to stop? Or did you make, like, a conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do something else. Yes. I'm not a good guy or a bad guy. Mm -hmm. so I did my time. I was going to kill somebody. I had an illegal firearm. It's all public record. Mm -hmm. I just encourage others to do better. And maybe I'm a psycho. Maybe who knows? But I have clairvoyant dreams, and that's why I'm here. Well, I feel like. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you feel I'm an like? Open book. Okay. Well, do you feel like your past may have opened you up to different types of energy? You know, like this idea where if you're doing something that's considered evil or what have you, that you're more open or susceptible to those energies that. Yeah kind of thrive off of that i do uh sleep paralysis uh, that's mm -hmm. a, you know that demon sits on your fucking chest pardon my yeah. language when you try to scream you're just stuck there can't move i should have been there for my best friend mike d I left him to die. He. That's the one that's tattooed on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, my. I don't know. It's like you're surrounded by. People 
who kill themselves. That's, I never. Mm-hmm. Mike D didn't kill himself. I swear to God. I hope. But I should have been there. Right. He. Okay. Well, I'm. So, I gotta ask. More. I'm sorry. Ask more I'm questions. So. You said that you left him to die, but he didn't kill himself. So what happened to him? I left him. You left him. He made his own choice. Okay. He. God damn it. And so this when was, you, go oh, ahead. Go ahead no, go ahead. So when you left him. Was that the best choice for you? I should have just stayed with him. But if you stayed with him, what would have happened to you? He'd still be alive. But what would have happened to you? Nothing. We would have been sitting on a couch, hanging out. That was 2006 shit haunts me and he's still I met him when I was three years old he's my brother mm. like he wasn't a blood well you know you you're you've been holding on to this though, you, you know what I mean. And you're kind of into like, like paranormal and stuff. Do you feel like he's ever tried to communicate with you? He has. He does all the time. Sucks. So what's does he forgive you? I mean, <laughs> no, he hates me. He hates you. <laughs> so he's haunting you. Yeah. He's haunting you. Not in a weird way. Yeah. He's not shitty. He's yeah. Damn it, Mike D. I drive by where he died mm-hmm. every day. The big cross on the fucking telephone pole. Mm. Sorry, guys. This, this energy is. Mike D's energy is here. That's fine. I get John Zigafoos is here. Now who's that? That's my sister's ex. Oh. He killed himself. Okay. He likes hanging out. Hey, John. So... Do you do you like having these people around you or do you want to be free? I like it. It stresses me out, but it I like days off. That makes sense. Yeah. And John, he was awesome. He was an awesome DJ. So what how do you how do you 
not go crazy yourself? Like, how? I'm what do you do? I'm talking to you. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That helps. I do my thing, and every now and again, it hits me, and they all hit me hard. I feel like there's 10,000 pounds on me right now. Yeah. It's exactly what it feels like. That's tough. Yeah. That's cold. Can I say something to you? Um, yeah. I think, and this is just off of my experience, that you should take the fact that you feel their energy, even if they are upset or have what you feel may be negative feelings around them and use that as your ambition to do better for yourself in life. In fact, use them as an example of how you're supposed to turn things around. You just woke me up. <laughs> so. I'm not saying that in a weird or bad way, but I can move my arms. I felt trapped for a moment. Sounds so fucking weird. Pardon my language. <sighs> Carrying demons and spirits and all this shit around with you. And thank you. But. Thank you. I feel that whatever your past or whatever past experiences that you've had with them, you in a way put them in the past. Yeah. And they are there because you had experiences with them. But I feel they're real. I feel that there could be some real, real to you. You're feeling it for you. Yeah. But I and would love that's real. Take take that their essence isn't there to haunt you, but more as a motivation for you. Because in a way you're the last hope. Right. Not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I I agree with I I agree. I think that you got you gonna. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know if this is challenging your life. You know what I mean? If this is keeping you from happiness or you know moving forward, but you, I mean, if it is, then I mean, uh, I'd hate to say this, but it's it's you're setting yourself up to be in the same situation. You know what I mean? Because I'm that's a lot of me. I'm kill myself. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to hear. That's, you know, <laughs> but it's a well, lot of pain. I can hear it in your voice. It's a lot of pain that you're carrying, you know? Ryan Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> All these people that fucking hung themselves and shot themselves in the head. and mm-hmm. just they're just coming to you. It's just, it's like a blast in the head. And 
you know, you got that part in the brain that opens up when you're not on medication, or if you are. It's like, have you ever seen uh, the documentary about uh, that lady, uh, uh, the... Is it the uh, the medical examiner? Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I don't... Oh, the part of your brain is open to possession and spirituality and things mm -hmm. like that. Maybe I just need a lobotomy. Who knows? Forget well, about I, it. See, I mean, the when I, when I was kind of talking to myself while I was waiting for people to come in the room, you know, I think that we all have a, a purpose. I really do think, I mean, I don't think that it's random our experiences and why we're here. So I think it's just finding out what it is. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that you need a lobotomy necessarily, but you might need to think like there might be a gift wrapped in what's going on with you, you know? Yeah. The scary part is, I had a fucking dream. Pardon mm -hmm. my language. I had a dream two days ago about this kid that I work with. And when I say kid, he's 20 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. He drives like a maniac. Okay. And he's a good kid. He's a great kid. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have a, you know, he's been through shit his entire life. And so here I am trying to be a part of his life, and this and that. And, but he drives like a fucking maniac. Mm -hmm. Everything he touches. And I work on a fucking farm. And, you know, heavy machinery, this and that, and everything else. I had a dream. We were in like an explorer where he. was driving like a maniac, like he does, flipped mm -hmm. it over, and we didn't get hurt. But I turned and looked at him, and I was like, you're a fucking asshole. Right. And the next day, he was to the right of me, driving the fucking bobcat. There was an accident. I was to the right of him. And he, I don't know, it's strange. It's just, just clairvoyance. Oh, that was definitely a premonition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. It just my brain gets so fucking tired. That kid's gonna hurt himself. He's gonna dead. He's gonna. I know more dead people than I do living. Right. Is that a safe thing to say? Well, it's it's your it's your truth. I mean, that's that's that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you ever think about why though? Like. 
I mean, to me, obviously, you're with the kid, you know, you're getting the premonition so he doesn't hurt himself. Mm-hmm. You know? And he so, fucking, he was mad as shit at me. I was like, stop! Right. So, I mean, I think it takes some time to realize what your gift is, but it's clear that, you know, you're getting this information to to keep people from dying. Have you ever almost died? I have once. How so? When I was um seven years old. Tiffany, did you ever go to the um the uh the the, the me and Tiffany we went to high school together and school together. we know each we know each other. Awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you ever- keep her close. Keep you guys stay close together. Oh thank you. Forever. <laughs> Did you ever go to the um, camp at the um, Presbyterian Church? In oh, you mean like during the summer? During the summer, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I know what you're talking about, but I never went there. I went two years, and the one year when I was seven, I went, and we used to go to the Chesapeake Bay, and I I almost drowned. <laughs> Hey, is that what? when you almost drowned? That's when I almost drowned. I almost drowned going out there. I was I was chasing. Uh, there was a camp counselor, and she was in charge of me. And there was this boy that was flirting with her, and, and she didn't like me because I was in the way. <laughs> and I'm jumping out trying to keep up with them. And then the water got too high, oh. and then my legs got tired. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the water's going over my head and in my throat. And yeah, very scary. But the she came and saved me. But you know what? Sometimes I wonder. I'm like, what if I actually died? <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder that. You know what I mean? But um, you weren't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to. But it was that was a very scary experience. You know, because I I was I could swim, but I couldn't swim that well. Yeah, and you, you know, weren't... once you get tired, it doesn't even matter if you can swim or not. No, you just give up. You just give up. Yep. Yeah, because the Lord knew your mom shouldn't go to prison. That's right. <laughs> oh, she'd have been upset. She'd have been upset. But uh... <laughs> she'd have been pissed. Oh gosh, <laughs> darn it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean, after that, um, I I mean I have been very blessed though I've I've I'm always the person that misses out on things where mm. things are you what, know death yeah well death yeah. or danger Jeez. you know I'm conveniently occupied when other thing when things are happening in other places like the uh, well, Biggie concert at Paul Stations I was well, remember there. you and I missed a shooting when we yeah. went to our high school reunion oh that's right that's right you yeah. and I were supposed to be Amazing. there. Right, right. May I, I ask, uh, ladies, ladies, may I ask your age? I know you don't. 46? We're I'm 46. 41. I'll, I'm 41. You're 40, okay. So, You're yeah. a generation. <laughs> no, my first near-death experience was uh, my parents. We were in the Gulf. We had a timeshare at, at Fort Myers Beach, and we just, I decided to swim out and see what this guy was doing out by the buoys right off the shelf where a riptide was. Mm-hmm. 
he was he was poaching sand dollars. Now, the way it works, you're allowed to take two sand dollars at a time. That's a lot. He's collecting them for okay. whatever he's doing. I was like, what are you doing out here? Because I was a little kid. And then my sister swims out. And our parents are just, you know, they're on the beach somewhere doing whatever. We didn't even think of it. But a thousand, this is like a thousand yards away. We had to run through the ocean, swim, get over to Sandbar, and get out here. So we're way out in the fucking Gulf. And he's like, what are you kids doing out here? I'm like, we're seeing what you're doing. He's like, well, I'm collecting sand dollars. And this is how you do it. And you find them with your feet. Same with a uh, starfish. Hmm. And I went to float away. <laughs> and he grabbed me by the arm. He's like, nope, you don't want to do that. And pulled me right back in. Mm-hmm. And then about that time, he handed us each two, you know, <laughs> and our parents are yelling. Oh, that was weird. I could have just floated away. Right? right? Yeah. And that man, even though he was doing something bad, he saved my life. Yeah. Twice. Here I am, 41 years old, fucking sitting here at the Bread Clip studio. Selling a cigarette. Uh, second time I should have died. My sister. And the same tried... guy saved your life? What's that? The same guy saved your life the second time? No, twice. I tried to float away into the rip current. Oh, wow. Nightmares, right? Yeah. Well, we could talk on another episode if you want. <laughs> I don't need to fill your ears with my entire life story every time I tried right. to die or went to jail. Or... But there's a reason I'm here. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I love animals. I went to school to be a chef. And then I became a butcher. And now I make food for them. I work in a feed mill. So I cooked them. I cut them. Now I feed them. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what my life purpose is. It's ne- I've never had any children with a woman for eleven years. In the past, uh, three ladies and things have just not worked out. Right. So, hey, fucking psychopath. Who knows? Well, I doubt you're a psychopath. Yeah, I'm doing my best to not, but. Can I ask why you think you're a psychopath, though? Yeah, because I'm. I think weird shit, weird scenarios, and 
something strange in my life is I can pick up a gun, take it apart, put it back together. But I don't shoot guns. But if so, you come um, in front of me, I can do it. Maybe you've got some sort of like monarch MK Ultra thing going on. I don't know what that means. Well, that I will be talking about that <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> you make sure you call in, we'll examine it. Um, but there's, you know, monarch programming where where your consciousness is splintered and your programmers and handlers, they train you to be assassins and all kinds of things. And you don't have conscious knowledge of it, but you might have muscle memory of it. Just like you say, you don't mess with guns, but you know how to, you know how to take them apart and stuff yeah. like that. So that's I don't, where- it's just, you put it in front of me and I, like that asshole Bubba Gump. Or, uh, not Bubba Gump. Forrest Gump. And just... Yeah. So, we'll talk about that. Hey, if you'd have me in, I'd be more than happy to. Well, there's a whole thing that goes into it. It's like there's trauma and, you know... That's how the information is transferred, but I think I think that would be a good next show, talking about the Monarch programming, MK Ultra. Because even though it, they say that it doesn't go on anymore, I don't believe that. So, okay, well, it is twelve. So, what you're saying is like, I what somebody's gonna press a button and I'm gonna go kill somebody? That could be a possibility. Yeah. Or you get a Fuck phone call. Life. Yeah, that that's how it happens. But it it bypasses your consciousness. It goes right to your subconscious. You don't. Um, do you rem- like a lot of the people that um, remember when we had that like string of movie theater um, shootings? And a lot of times, the people that were witnesses that survived that saw the person who shot the person shot the, the movie theater up they said the person presented as completely normal and then something right. happened you know and then they went off and decide and then oh. and you know a lot of times those people don't end up surviving so you, they don't get questioned as to what happened you know what went off in their brain but if you have skills and you don't know where they came from i mean you got to wonder how you have those abilities, right? Thanks for the nightmares. Oh, um, look, I'm, I'm not trying to give you any nightmares. I'm just saying, you know. It's not like you would remember it anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so. I'm a nice person. I'm yeah. Like, isn't every serial killer? Yeah. So, but I've I'm always gonna, thought I'm of gonna, myself as a. You always thought of yourself as what? Soldier of Christ. Okay. Okay. Do you have military experience? No. Okay. I have zero. 
I used to, um, there used to be a person that worked for my dad and he, he was, uh, he was a very interesting person because, well, he, he, he was part of the circus at one point. He did have military Exactly, right? I've, I've never met anybody who actually was a part of the circus. Like, you know. Really? Yeah. And um, he, he, could, he was so smart, super duper smart. Like, he could take apart. Super duper? Super duper smart. You know he's really smart then, right? He could take yeah. apart engines. He was like, uh, like a genius electrician. He could do all this stuff, but he had a substance problem, right? And mainly because he was trying to push away some of the experiences, some of the traumas that he had when he was in the military. Um, and then he was a he was also like a, a foster child, like a you know he didn't know who his parents were. He had a lot, but he was he was a genius, and I mean I could ask him anything, or ask him about anything, and he he knew about it, knew how to do it, um, and I swear he was like a black ops like soldier type person, uh, even though he wouldn't talk about it. Like he, that was one thing he wouldn't talk about his military experience, but um, he just had these skills, and he would be trying to like, you know subdue what he, his memories with drugs um but like i mean he was he was an extremely interesting person you know he's and he's now like getting his life together to some degree um that last i heard of him or you know heard about him but i think he can come back from anything you know i don't know what he you know what he had to do he obviously didn't want to talk about it but um you know, you just got to make peace with yourself because it's you ultimately that is like hurting. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I haven't done like, I mean, I wouldn't, I've done evil things, so to speak, you know, evil in my eyes, things that I'm ashamed oh, of. So. Oh, well, I'm not going to share them here. <laughs> Why not? I've shared mine. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think what evil you've done. I mean, just evil. I mean, just evil things that I'm not proud of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just I. Um, but see, it's not. It's like laugh how. Things, what'd you say? I got a laugh out of you. You got a laugh out of you. I've been laughing. I've been chuckling the whole time. That's how I deal with stuff. I I yeah, I try to too. find like the lighter side, humorous side of it, but. You know, it's I'm a comedian with a machine gun. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, like, you, those things can haunt you regardless. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I may not have, I mean, there are certain things that I, I haven't done that would be considered evil by some people's judgments, but it's like, you know, there are things that haunt me, but I, I have to make peace, I have to forgive Did myself. You have to do it to survive. At the time, I did think I had to do it to survive. Yes, so then, I thought that this, it was the only option. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. So give yourself. Yeah. Well, I do because I figure I figure if I didn't do it, then my life would be would have been worse. You know. Have you ever had a gun in your mouth? Gosh, no. 
No. Okay then. I don't like. I don't even like guns. I don't. I don't like uh, anything to do with guns. Does. Yeah. I don't like them either. Yeah. I mean, there's some people like my my uh, ex husband. He's into guns, and I'm like, don't bring them. Don't don't bring them around the kids. Don't bring them. You know, I don't like guns whatsoever. You're doing a good thing. I yeah. Like well, thank yeah. you. No need to thank me. Thank you. So. I'm thanking you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this this party down. <laughs> so, I will already have a child on the floor sleep here. So, <laughs> so you know, I um my commitment is to be here every Saturday at eleven. That's my commitment. So. I will be here next Saturday, and I'm gonna. I'm the next show is gonna be about MK Ultra, so I hope you I'm come back. I'm gonna bug the shit out of you. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> because I that's my other like uh, interest. I that I that mind control programming. That's that's very interesting to me. You so, mind controlled. Yep. So. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Tiffany. I appreciate yeah, the support. Sorry, you. Oh, it's not a bother. It it only works if people show up and talk. So, <laughs> so <laughs> otherwise, I'll be talking to myself, which I'm quite comfortable doing, but I don't want to. <laughs> Sound like my dead grandmother. Oh, really? <laughs> she mm. talked to herself all the time. Be like, Grandma, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm it's just talking to myself. <laughs> I do it all the time. Right? Listen, I sometimes it's the best conversations. I'm, just, I'm talking to the <laughs> person in the room normally. So. Right? Nice. I like it when I go out to the store and start talking to myself and then people are looking at me and I'm just like, you know, I got to talking about different prices and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta work it out. I, you gotta work it out. That's you right. Work it out in your real. head. <laughs> For real. Yes. Yeah. I walk by ladies at Walmart or Meyer or Target or Target, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be just looking at the prices, just talking to themselves. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. They'll be like, Oh, I'm. No, it's fine. It's fine. Could you grab that off the top shelf? <laughs> I had a woman that I had a conversation with at a Save-A-Lot find me one aisle away and say, Hey, can you grab me string cheese? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I don't know how that connection happened, but... She was an aisle away, and there was all kinds of people in the way, and I'm just, you know, me walking through. And it's fucking weird. My life's fucked. Did you have, like, a polo shirt on, and it looked like maybe you worked there? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it might have been just that. She's like, oh, he must work here. <laughs> no, just... 
I have my work shirt. I have a work shirt. Work mm-hmm. shirts. And I have a uniform I wear. Okay. Goddamn fucking farmer asshole. <laughs> Not you guys aren't assholes. I'm a farmer asshole. I hear uh, you. I wear boots and you know the stupid fucking you know dicky pants and the uniform button-up shirt that says your job and your name on the left side. I don't even know how it happened. She's like, oh, hey, all the way from across the store, I'm fumbling through my form. Can you grab me some string cheese? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And it's, yeah, I guess I did feel like I worked there. Son of a bitch. I used to be a butcher. Not for them. Why? Huh. Her name is Fawn. I know her name. Oh wow. Y'all got y'all got y'all got on a first name basis. (laughs) Yeah, I was I bumped into I was like, excuse me. Listen, we got chatting. She's like, Oh hi Nick. I'm like, I don't know you. She's like, Well, it says it right there in your shirt. What are you talking about? It's just like your uniform. And yeah, it has my fucking name on it. It doesn't say Boogie. I mm-hmm. asked them to say Boogie Nights. They're like, yeah. no, yeah. we're not going to do that. What's your first name? It was fucking Nick. Hey, guess what? You guys are the first ones to know my first name. Son of a bitch. Now there's people <laughs> no, know you my fucking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna look you up. Me and Tiffany, we're, we're good on the yeah. uh, on the surveillance and looking up stuff. So. Yeah, yeah find out. Yeah, every, every single nick in the world. Right. We, we, know, we, know, we know what state you're in already. Like, yeah. you know, no, I'm cool with it. We, we I have, gave uh, my ammo. I believe that we should have been investigators in a in a past life or something. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, that's my job now. That's your job now. Okay. That's my job now. Uh oh. So, oh, so you're not even dusty. You got you're you're not even rusty. So you, you got your skills on hold right now. Okay, watch. Don't out. get me fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I swear to God I didn't murder those people. Oh, yeah. So well, it was nice meeting you. I'm gonna call oh. you by your uh, by your uh, boogie nights name, uh, and uh, and you know, Tiffany, we'll talk. <laughs> so I will. I can't I'm, wait to hang out with you guys again. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> next Saturday, eleven o'clock. I, I'll be here. And, uh, and uh, you you gave me my topic for next week, which is going to be MK Ultra. So it's we'll only see. 128 hours away. Really? Is that how long away is that is? That's a week. 128 hours. See, I don't I'm not good with numbers like that. So I don't categorize things like that. You know what I mean? Like you say that, I'm like, that's really cool, but I would never like calculate it, you know? There's five hundred and twenty five thousand. You are speaking Greek to me now. There are five hundred and twenty five thousand. 600 minutes in a year. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's been a I never song. thought about it. Oh, yeah. 
See, I could probably oh. learn it. I could I could learn it by memorizing the song, but I couldn't calculate it. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how numbers are with me. So. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm number one. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for joining me today because I was like I said, I was prepared to talk to myself. So, <laughs> so I will I will see you guys next week. Tiffany, I hope you join me next week too. Sorry, yeah. I'm yeah, I, I miss our show. Uh, we, me and Tiffany used to have a podcast. I miss, I miss it sometimes. <laughs> I know we got to get back to it. I know, I know. But we you know, <laughs> you know what's crazy about that is that like a lot of the information that we put out there, like on TikTok, people are doing like you know three minutes of the same type of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's your well, TikToks? People are still listening to it. People, yeah, not, people are still yeah. They're still listening to it. They still watch our videos. They still we get more hits on the podcast side than we do on the video side, but they the still spark. They still look at it. Well, they still listen to it. So because yeah. we because it's evergreen. So you're it's gonna always need, right. You always want to need that information. So yeah. You're on TikTok. You're evergreen on TikTok. Yeah, Boogie Nights. No, we're not evergreen on TikTok, but we we had it. We're on YouTube. We have a um, we have podcasts or um, a YouTube show that we did. So, but it's totally different than this type of information. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> way different. <laughs> How so? What's up? It was about a- it was about like making money and being an entrepreneur, being moms oh. and running businesses and yeah. We talk different subject matters for business, whether like try to take what was happening like with celebrities and turn it into business talk. Yeah. That'd be cool to be a part of. Yeah. I think I could blow your minds. Oh, don't tell me you've got like some business experience now too. A little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to do some certain things. So yeah. you have, you have I'm the smartest idiot up. you've ever met in your life. Yeah. That's why you have to stop beating yourself up for things that have happened in the past. You can't change it. No. And you're the one. You're the one that's still here. So you're the one that has to live it. Thank you. <laughs> Try to respond. Yeah. Oh, typing. Well, I'm just adding it to my list of why I think maybe you're a monarch uh, MK Ultra person. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll have a whole checklist AI. for you next week. I'm not AI. <laughs> so that's a whole so. other subject. Mhm. Well, I'll be back next week. Make sure my as long as my phone gives me my notification, we'll be good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will I'm going to go find a uh, I got a bath ready to go. I'm going to grab a toaster and we'll talk to you later. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
Just don't you haunt like, me. Just don't haunt me. Oh, I don't. I like to sleep. I don't like to be disturbed. Nope. So if you know no you're flying sleeping. through the universe, you know, just oh, he he <laughs> I'll be yeah. hovering over your bed. Yeah, you, yeah. you skip over me. I, I need my sleep. <laughs> the next one. Next Move one. On. Who do you? Who should I haunt? Do you hate your neighbors? What's up? Yes, please do. My neighbors are annoying. All right. Yes, to get all, right. all of them, all the ones around. Do they have kids? Oh. They have kids. No, 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 most of them are single, single married people, and I'm like the odd one out here. So oh, yeah, they, me too. They don't invite I'm single me as to fuck. anything. Yeah, I know. It sucks. So, so, so after the toaster situation, up all night, I'll, uh, please. <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, I'm gonna terrorize their children. Yes, yeah. Well, not the, <laughs> not the, they have the ones next to me. They just had oh. a baby. You know? Okay. Well, but everybody else, alone. everybody else is like single dinks. Do you know dual income? Uh, no kids. They're all. They're all. Wow. That's what's around me. Yeah. So wow. I will, it's I will a little bother weird. them. Bother I will them. Bother them. Okay. I swear to God, I will. What's that's your address? A, just you know, you can elite. <laughs> don't 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 do anything extra like throwing the toaster and on my account. You know, it's okay. No, well, I'll just catch it, it on fire. Right. It's a whole nother story. Because right. they caught toasters on fire. Right. First time I, well, I guess that'd be the first time it died. Second, <laughs> third, fourth. We could talk about every time I tried to die. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk Not about on that my next own accord. We'll talk about so, that next week. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll haunt your neighbors. Until then, I'll take a bath. But good night, signing off. Okay. Good night. <laughs> good night. Good night, Tiffany. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye bye. <laughs>